Well, hello, brothers and sisters. I am Daniel Morgan of Go Ye Harvest Outreach Ministry. Today is the day the Lord has made, brothers and sisters. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We can be glad, my brothers and sisters, because there is so much that our God has done for us. You know, he is faithful. He is our rock. He is our fortress. He is our salvation. He is our redeemer. And we can go to him during all of our troubles, trials, and tribulations. Let me say thank you for joining us this week for our fruitful moment. This is our eighth of nine recordings on the fruit of the Spirit. And brothers and sisters, as we have said in previous recordings, fruit in our case means to be beneficial, to have beneficial results, which comes from the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. As the Holy Spirit works in our lives, brothers and sisters, our character changes. Where we once were selfish, rebellious, or, or spiteful, we now possess love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are the fruit of the Spirit given to us by the Apostle Paul over in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. You know, Paul goes on to say, brothers and sisters, against these things, that is these fruits, there is no law. And then, brothers and sisters, of course, because the Spirit of God reveals that which is God's nature to us, we know that the fruits of the Spirit reflect the character of God. As you may recall, brothers and sisters, from our previous recordings, we said that the Holy Spirit gives us these fruits so that we can live our lives by walking in the Spirit and living in the Spirit. We say that living and walking in the Spirit means to live our lives in holiness and in sanctification. Brothers and sisters, over in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14, the Word of God tells us to follow peace with all men, for holiness without no man shall see the Lord. We are also told over in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 15 and 16, but just as he who called you is holy, be ye also holy. And then, brothers and sisters, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11, the word of God tells us, And that is what some of you were, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. And brothers, don't forget what we're told in John chapter 17, verse 17. We're told, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As we live our lives in holiness and sanctification in a way that is pleasing and acceptable to God, we should demonstrate the fruit of gentleness. So brothers and sisters, what comes to your mind as you think about this word gentleness, the fruit of the, fruit of the spirit, gentleness? You see, the definition of this word is to be kind, to be tender or mild-mannered. And Jesus best illustrated what gentleness is all about over in Matthew chapter 10, verse 16, where we're told that Jesus said to his disciples, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents, but harmless as doves. You see, brothers and sisters, that's the way we have to be. We need to be wise in what we do and what we say and how we act. But in the same manner, we need to be as harmless as doves, not doing anything out of spitefulness or to get revenge or anything else. Leave that up to God as you live your life according to the word of God. You know, isn't it, 
Isn't it interesting that people often have the wrong idea about gentleness and may believe that gentleness is really some, in some way is weakness or being passive. However, true gentleness, brothers and sisters, as a fruit of the spirit is the opposite of being weak or passive. And being gentle requires great strength and even self-control. Self-control being the very next fruit that follows after gentleness as we look at Galatians chapter 5. You see, gentleness, brothers and sisters, for us as Christians, come from being in a state of humility as we interact with others because of what Christ has done for us. Because of what Christ has done for us, we can love our enemies. We can love those who spitefully use us because we have the fruit of the Spirit working inside of us as we're gentle to them in our response. But you see, a person who lacks gentleness is often prideful. That person is easily angered or seeks revenge. In order to be gentle, brothers and sisters, we must not view ourselves as being better than anyone else. Rather than asserting some sort of pure superiority, we who are Christ followers, we who are following Christ, we are gentle and we want to help others. We want to be kind to them and gentle to them and gentle to them regardless of how they may have treated us. They may have even done us wrong, but we want to show the gentleness of God to them. You see, Jesus also demonstrated gentleness as he fulfilled some of the prophecies about him as Messiah. The word of God tells us in the prophecies presented to us in the Old Testament in Psalms 35, chapter 11, it says that Messiah would be falsely accused. In Isaiah 53, verse 7, it says that Messiah would be silent before his accusers. In Isaiah chapter 50, verse 6, we are told that Messiah would be spat upon and he would be struck. And then in Psalms 35, brothers and sisters, verse 19, we are told that Messiah would be hated for no reason at all. And then Psalm 109 and Luke 23 tells us that Messiah would pray for his enemies. Brothers and sisters, this is exactly what happened to the Lord Jesus. Though he was sinless, committed no crime, he endured the shame and the humiliation of being beaten, whipped, mocked, nails were driven through his hands and his feet, brothers and sisters, and he was speared in his side. But during all of this, Jesus never said a mumbling word as they did all of these cruel things to him. You see, brothers and sisters, Jesus did not have to endure any of this. He was God Emmanuel. He was God with us. But in doing so, Jesus demonstrated humility. Jesus demonstrated his ability to be gentle. Now, why did he do this, brothers and sisters? He did this because, as he said in the word, it is the very reason that he came to this world. He came here into this world as, as a son, as a man, but God in the flesh experienced all the things that we experienced, all the agony of going to the cross. He did it all to die for us. He died for our sins, brothers and sisters, as we are told in John chapter 3, verse 16. You know it well. But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus was gentle. Even as he went to the cross, he endured it all so that we could have everlasting life. But remember this, brothers and sisters, what we said about being humble. You see, Jesus was humble even to the cross, but he didn't have to go to that cross. Jesus said this in John chapter 10, 
No one takes my life from me. I give my life of my own free will. I have the authority to give my life, and I have the authority to take my life back again. You see, over in Matthew chapter 26, verse 53, as Jesus was being arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus said to them, Or do you think that I cannot pray even now to my Father, and he will provide me with more than 12 legions of angels? Now, brothers and sisters, a Roman legion had between four and 6,000 soldiers in it. Imagine now, between 48 and 60,000 angels could have been called to Jesus' aid had he called upon the Father as he said. Now, what is interesting about this is what one angel, one angel can do. Listen to what we are told that a single angel of the Lord did in 2 Kings verse 19. That night, the angel of the Lord went out and put to death 185,000 soldiers in the Assyrian camp. When the people got up the next morning, that is the people of Israel, got up the next morning, there were all the dead bodies out in front of them. One angel killed 185,000 soldiers of the Assyrians. You see, brothers and sisters, if one angel can do all of this, what about 48,000 of them? Jesus said, Father, forgive them, but they do not know what they are doing. Even as he was being crucified, he was gentle and humble to the cross. Jesus was humble all the way up to the cross, even as all these cruel things that I spoke of earlier from the scripture that had to come to pass about him. He was humble. He was meek so that the scriptures could be fulfilled. Brothers and sisters, as I bring this to a close, just remember that Jesus is our best example of being gentle. To be gentle means to be tenderhearted, to be kind, to treat those who falsely accuse you. Regardless of the situation and regardless of why you're being treated the way you are, through it all, you're gentle. It doesn't mean that you're a pushover. It means that you have self-control and restraint to endure it. Because you know that in the end, you know that in the end, God has given you salvation. And through that salvation, you shall have eternal life. So in my closing, brothers and sisters, I just want to say that if you're a believer, keep on believing. Keep on trusting in God. Keep on seeking him. Keep on fasting and praying. And God will see you through all of your situations. If, not, if you are not a believer, I want to encourage you to become a believer. Trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Repent of your sins. Do exactly as we're told to do in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 11. That is, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you shall be saved. That is just simply how, that is how simple salvation is. All you got to do, brothers and sisters, if you're not a believer, is confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Lord of what? Lord of your life. That you accept him into your life to be Lord of your life. And you believe in your heart. You believe in your heart that he is, that God raised him from the dead. And brothers and sisters, salvation is yours. And no one, according to the word of God, can snatch you out of the hands of our Lord Jesus. So, so brothers and sisters, let me pray. Father God, we just thank you for your word. I pray, Father God, that someone who has heard this word, Father, but that person who already knows you, Father God, and have a relationship with you through your son, Jesus, I pray that they'll be drawn closer to you. I pray, Father God, for that person who may not know you but have listened to this word. I pray, Father, that it will speak to their heart and that they will give their lives to you. Let the words that I've spoken today, Father God, be your words to touch hearts, to change lives. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.
Brothers and sisters, again, thank you for watching. I want to encourage you to watch our postings on Instagram. Visit our website. Know that we love you here at Golden Year Harvest Outreach Ministry, but God loves you more. Amen to the glory of God.